Welcome to the Castaway Consultants Podcast, where we teach future survivors how to play the game by criticizing what past survivors do. And today's a special episode. We're doing another one of our Rewind podcasts to talk about the post-merge of Survivor Thailand. Very exciting. Whoa. Yeah. Before we get into that, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Stacy, your resident superfan who knows everything about Survivor and little about other things. And I'm Derek Kubitschek. I can't call myself a super fan, but let me tell you what, I'm doing my best to go back and get through them. And just as a reminder, I knew nothing about season five going in and can confirm, having been through the whole thing, that I had no spoilers all throughout. So this was fun. It was, uh, was it fun? It was fun getting new Survivor, but sure. this was not a good season. <laughs> and I am your third co-host, Josh Wessler. I am as near a super fan as you can get. I have a few seasons left to watch, and out of 39 seasons, I think that's a pretty good pretty good amount. Yeah, you're like five short? Yeah, about, about five. We're, we're getting there. We're getting uh, there. Soon. Soon. Very soon. So, our goal here is we're, we're here to rewatch Survivor so you don't have to. In a perfect world, you would watch all of Survivor. You'd go back and check out all the seasons, but you're busy people and we're not. So, we're rewatching it so you don't have to, so we're going to tell you if... This is worth your time. Last time we said the Survivor pre-merge for uh, Survivor Thailand was not worth your time. Now we've talked about the post-merge. Uh, we've gone through it all. Guys, is this must-watch Survivor? Absolutely not. This this is this entire season just stricken from the record. It overruled. It, it, it's pointless. Whatever. I don't I don't ever need to see here or talk about this one ever again. There are bright spots as there are with anything, but as a whole. No. Yeah, I think Derek, Derek uh, by saying there's some bright spots, hit it right on the right on the head. Every season is going to have bright spots. Mm-hmm. If if it doesn't, Survivor wouldn't have gone 40 seasons. Right. So every season is going to have bright spots. This one has a couple bright spots. There's a good thing. There's a couple good things that you can pull from the season. But if you're just looking at a lot of like new information that you can take and more importantly the entertainment factor i would say no i mean even i think at one point during our recording of the pre-merge i said i started forgetting names <laughs> <laughs> that's fair even even after going through the uh, the little game that we went through uh beforehand so that should tell you something about this season yeah i agree this season sucks there's a couple of right spots like we said uh last time we talked about the the Xi'an fake merge twist that was a great episode classic I love, it's a very funny episode we get a few funny moments, a few interesting things. There's not too much in the post-merge of interest, really. And it's super short. It's super short. So that doesn't help. The only other real bright spot I think we can mention is Jake is just a wonderful human being. Yeah. There isn't much to this season that we haven't seen before done better. And the new stuff here, besides the Xi'an twist, which was great, ugh, just kind of an uncomfortable, ugly feeling across season. You know, you did say that one player gets to return, so I, yep. for one, am really looking forward to seeing Jake play. Again. No, not Jake. Oh, that's right. It's Sheehan. So, we're going to be spoiling the rest of Season 5. We Last time we talked about the pre-merge day, we're talking about the entirety of Season 5. Everything will be talked about. So, spoilers, if you want to go watch the season and haven't, but we can't recommend it. This is not a recommendation from us. No. And, and if you need a further recommendation, listen to this podcast and you can get all the information that you can possibly need from it. Yeah, this is the much better route to go. Just listen to this. Listen yep. to this. We're going we're gonna to talk about everything you need to know and skip all the stuff you don't need to know or care about. So let's do a quick refresher of the cast. Just remind everybody, there's eight people left in the game. Three original Soup Jai, five original Chewy Gone. Brian Heideck, a used car salesman from California. Clay Jordan, a restaurant owner from Louisiana. Ted Rogers Jr., a software developer from Durham, North Carolina. Uh, Helen Glover, a Navy swim instructor from Rhode Island. 
and Jan Gentry, a teacher from Florida. On Sukjai, the original Sukjai tribe, we have Jake, a land broker from Texas, uh, Ken Stafford, a police officer from Brooklyn, and Penny Ramsey, a pharmaceutical saleswoman from Texas. Those are our final eight. These are our merged tribe members. Just a reminder, Derek and I had a our winner pick of Brian. Yep. And Josh's our original winner pick was Aaron. He lost Aaron, and his new pick is Jake. So that's where we're at going into this thing. And uh, anything else? Nope. I feel good with Brian as the winner pick going into the merge. Yep. At the beginning of the merge, I, I, we chose not to change it. Yes, we both agreed. I just really wanted to root for Jake. Oh, yeah. I wanted to root for Jake. <laughs> and why pick Brian? Okay, let us get into Survivor Thailand. All right, so the very first episode is episode 9, Desperate Measures. And we start off with Jake. He's trying to bond with everybody by telling adventure stories. Trying, you know, like connect with people and this doesn't work everybody gets kind of annoyed by him yeah on the surface this is a fine move you need to try and uh, especially as the tribe that has the minority number find a crack i mean i mean this is this is key you know not never giving up you, next thing you try might work mm-hmm. you never know but you also have to have the self-awareness to realize when people have had enough bonding for that day yeah. it needs to be more subtle it needs to be more maybe even genuine because certainly some people thought that he was coming across as fake so the correct intention is there but the desired effect was not achieved yes and then we go to the reward challenge and the winner of this challenge gets to watch a, a loved one's video and brian ends up winning this one and this just kind of reinforces my theory on do not win family related challenges nothing good happens from that because they watch the video, and Brian's wife kind of takes them on a tour of Brian's house. Guess what? Brian's rich. This is about the worst thing that she could have done. This might be, be the, like, the worst moment of Brian's game. Absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not even his fault. <laughs> Other than winning the challenge. Here's your reward. Everyone knows you're rich now. And I, goes into full detail. Here's your car. Here's it's your new like, Cadillac. Just in case you forgot after, what, 20 days at this point? Like, here's your grand piano. Just like, here's all your material possessions. I need to show this to you because why? I don't know. Uh, not a good look. <laughs> Do not win these challenges. Throw them. This is, as a consultant, this might be my biggest, most important piece of advice. Do not win family challenges. Don't win them. And we've seen it in the past that it doesn't have to do with like a video or anything. It's more just like people being salty, essentially, that they don't get to spend more time with their loved ones. This is a completely different case. This is just because it can show more information about you that you might not be sharing with everyone else. This throws, anything family related throws all logic out the window. All that leaves is emotion. You can't work with emotion as easily. It's hard. It can cause chaos. You don't want any bad emotions directed at you. By winning this challenge, that is going to happen. Don't win it. Let the bad emotions go towards somebody else. Well, and there are two sides to that. Because if you can keep a level head and throw the challenge and know that you're not going to be spending time with your loved one, you can try to mold those negative emotions ultimately when you end up going back to camp. Mm, exactly. I mean, yes, you get a, a brain break from the game. But it's kind of one of those famous last words where if you take a break from the game from Survivor, you're going to lose. So I don't understand why this is something that people who truly are focusing on the end goal of a million dollars are trying their hardest to win. It's different if you're in teams, and I understand yep. that. Yes. But if, if it's just you on your on your own, on your own merit, you making your decisions, yeah, put forth an like effort, but, yep. but don't win. I have told my dad... Who I, my dad and I are pretty close. We both love Survivor. And I told him I would like to bring him out for the loved ones visit, but we're going to throw the challenge. If we get picked to go on the reward by somebody, fine. 
That's great. But I told him, don't get your hopes up. We are throwing the challenge. And I will, uh, can't wait for the day that I am on Survivor. Yeah. And I have the loved ones visit and Ryan comes in. Yes. Uh, comes out from the woods and I get to make fun of him in yes. front of Jeff Probst. And I'm, if I get to help play, I'm going to try everything to win it, to tank your game. Ah, yes. Maybe I don't bring Ryan. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'll bring my wife. <laughs> Loser. What a lunatic. <laughs> bring his wife. So Helen talks about food. Again, people don't like this, and she's not getting it. This has annoyed Jake, this has annoyed Brian, now it's annoying Ted. Don't talk about food on Survivor. Easy enough. Simple as that. It's kind of like the loved ones visit. When you start talking about food, people kick into their emotional state. Mm -hmm. This is is about how they're feeling, and everybody's hungry, and people have to deal with that in different ways, and if, you know what, you, you deal with it by reciting every recipe you've ever known in existence... Uh, go off down the beach where you're in eyesight and recite the recipes to yourself. Yep. There, there are ways around this. You don't need to make everybody else miserable so that you're coping. There's that meme on the internet right now. Do what you need to do to cope. Not on Survivor. Yes. If you want to win Survivor, do what you need to do to cope. But if you want to win Survivor, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. And Ted kind of goes off on his own, which is fine if you want to get some alone time. But I do think he goes away for too long so that people are like talking about it. Like, I get needing alone time, and it's fine to go away and, like, recharge so you can, like, clear your head, but, you know, you don't want to be gone for too long that people start talking about you. So that's another thing you got to avoid. It's a very delicate balance. And that's why I say, in earshot, and if someone wants to be able to reach you, yeah. they can. Like, you need to be gone but available. Go sit down by the beach. Exactly. You know, close enough where people can find you. You're not up to any shenanigans or anything like that, especially in Modern Survivor, where going off on your own... That's pretty much a death knell. Idols, yeah. You know, there's no idols for Ted to go find now in this, but, you know, it still works people the wrong way. And there is something relaxing about, because he went out in a canoe, basically, and just paddled around. And even though you're not really available, I think you can do it without going as far out as he did. Yeah. So, like, as long as you're, like, within eyesight of the beach, basically, yeah. just like, oh, yeah, Ted's just out, like there. out there. Just roll, rolling around. Don't do it for as long, but yeah, no. I see no, no harm in that. Yeah. So, Brian and Clay make a final two deal at this point. No way that holds up. No way that holds up all the way to the end with these two being our final two. Absolutely not. They would never let, like, the others would never let those two get this get that far. But, you know, you gotta like the effort. Yep. Make final two deals. Make them. Yep. Make them, make them, make them. With everyone. Yeah. Well. Not everyone. Not everyone, but make more than one. Pick, like, three. Yeah. Then Clay, he tells Jake he wants Ted to go next because Clay's just kind of sick of Ted. I don't know how true this is. I feel like Clay almost is just kind of like giving Soup Jai some bait to like leave him alone. Like, oh yeah, Ted's going next. You guys don't have to worry. So I don't know if Clay really means this. Just, just something of interest. It's hard to say. We get a really cool immunity challenge that looked actually really tough. Involved math, but it wasn't uh, Western number figures. It was the Thai numerical system. Mm-hmm. So you not only had to figure out Thai numbers, but then you had to do math using the Thai numbers. And then you had to follow directions using those symbols. And it ends up being a showdown between uh, between Clay and Ken. Clay's a little guy. Ken is a big buff police officer, and Clay wins immunity. And it's not close. It's Clay blows him out of the water. I mean, Clay clearly understood how the process of this challenge worked because it felt I felt watching it like Ken didn't know how to read the coordinates. Yeah, which is what it is. But I think it tells you that. Clay is maybe smarter than we all assumed that he was. Oh, absolutely. I think Clay is definitely more intelligent than anybody suspects. And, you know, stereotypes, the the uh, the accent, you know, just kind of the way he presents himself. But dude owns a restaurant. 
you know something. I mean, what did Rob describe him as? Like some like ignorant backtown hick or something? Yeah, like, yeah, like backwoods hick. <laughs> backwoods hick. I don't think that's the case. Absolutely <laughs> not. He he he's a smart cookie. Yep. Uh, not the most likable guy, but smart, smart. And at this point, Jake is trying to get Clay to flip on Brian, which you know, Jake kind of has a good read. Like Brian will win if he gets to the end. He's right. Well, and this is the best move for old Sukjai. We haven't had any kind of vote out here yet, so Jake, who still feels like this fatherly figure for this tribe that, you know, remember, he handpicked himself. Yep. The best move is to try and cut the head off the snake, even though he will be branded as a snake. Cut the head off the snake. If you take Brian out of there, I genuinely believe if you take Brian out of there, Chewie Gun would be in turmoil. Yeah. They wouldn't know what to do. Brian's kind of the glue there. Absolutely. So I think you're absolutely right about that. It's never going to happen, though. It's not going to happen, but I do think that this is Soup Jai's best chance. Yep. But let me emphasize, I feel like they have almost no chance, Yeah. but this is their best chance. Brian, at this point, I believe, has final two deals with Helen, Ted, and Clay. And then there's Jan, who's just there. Jan's yeah. just happy to be a part of this So experience. all these people think they're going to the final two. Why would any of them flip? Exactly. There's no reason. Everyone thinks that they're safe. Everyone thinks that they're part of that final agreement brian played this well yeah so it's gonna end up being five votes for ken three votes for ted because of clay mentioning hey we're all kind of sick of ted you guys vote for ted we'll get rid of ted tonight and that i think was obviously a lie um what but between the three suit guys we have ken jake and penny i think ken was the right move here Mm -hmm. biggest physical threat make sure that someone on your tribe can win immunity the majority of the time and if you can do that, you take a lot of the uncertainty out of the equation. So this is the right move. I completely agree. And then not only that, he's an NYPD officer. If he That's gets to the end, gonna he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think out of these eight, Ken wins against everybody. Fair point. Maybe Jake. I don't think so. I, there's there's a few people who don't like Jake. Oh, okay. Um, who are on the jury. Yeah, who are on the jury. I, I think everybody likes Ken. I guess it's more having no negatives yeah, than anything. Yeah, and... Plus, 9-11 had just happened. NYPD, you know, this guy, when they introduced him, and he introduced himself, and he said he was an NYPD Everyone officer. clapped. He got an OH. That's right. I mean, think of how different this season could have been. Yeah. Imagine if Ken won this season. Like, how how well it would, might be looked upon. Yeah. The NYPD officer wins a year after 9-11 or whatever it is. Very different. Very yeah. different. And before, before we move on from this, uh, we didn't talk about how... Um, Jake made the wrong move by trying to sway Clay into taking out Brian, how he should have targeted Helen and Jan, who might have been sick of the misogynistic behavior. Jake should have tried to leverage this to his advantage and target Helen and Jan and see if he can't bring in the women of Old Chewigon, flip them over to Suk Jai, call it 5-3, and at least you have a tribe on equal footing going forward. That's a good point. This this will play into how I feel about who's best and worst player. I, I do think that Jake played this wrong by going after Clay. Sure. Josh, who is your best player? So my best player was Clay. Mostly for just, he really kind of steered uh, Sukchai into the opposite direction. And he seemed to be just kind of ahead of anything that they might have been thinking of. So essentially what... Derek said for uh, worst player was Jake. I basically said the stakes are too high at this moment in the game. You just merged. It's five to three. This is gonna, probably going to be your last gasp of trying to make some sort of move. You gotta, you gotta do something. You mm-hmm. gotta try harder. So do better. Yeah, and 
not to sound like a broken record probably for all three of us, but my, my best was Clay, my worst was Jake. And rather than talk about what Josh did, I can boil it all down to that one conversation where Clay is lying down on the beach and Jake is talking to him about trying to flip on Brian. He shouldn't have been talking to Clay. He should have been talking to the women. But because he was talking to Clay, obviously Clay did something right here where he is now in the social know of the other side of the enemy. He's in the enemy's camp. He, he's been trusted. So to Clay's credit, and also he won immunity against mm -hmm. the NYPD officer. So Clay does a number of good things in this episode after, honestly, he's he's been looking like lame duck for a while. But he does a number of good things. Um, and like you said, steers his uh, uh, steers the opposite tribe, steers Sukjai to kind of their own demise. And then Jake, one, he was telling a lot of annoying stories and not really recognizing that he's not on a tribe of young bucks anymore. Like these older people don't care about his life experience because they have their own. Yep. And then not focusing on where maybe a more defined crack is in the tribe between genders. Yeah, and then well, to uh, add on to that for Jake, he also loses... Probably as close to that I can. Absolutely. Hmm. And then everything you guys said for Clay, I completely agree. Clay's the best. Jake's the worst. It sucks because I love Jake. I don't want to give him the worst player of the episode, but we got to. We got to. It's, it's pretty evident that it's him. It is what it is. All right, moving on to episode 10, While the Cats Are Away. So Jake tells Ted that he was told by a Chewy Gun member to vote for Ted, which is true. Clay told him to vote for Ted. Jake is telling the truth here. Ted does not believe this. I, I think Jake handles this poorly. I think he needed to throw Clay under the bus and stir things up a little bit more, by because he's like, I don't, I don't want to say, and Ted doesn't believe him, so nothing's gonna come from this. But if you you say a name and you throw somebody out there, maybe Ted goes looking and maybe he breaks the alliance apart. I don't know. Yeah, this is Inception. So a seed of doubt where you can. Jake is not the kind of player nor the kind of person who would do this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, not that that led to his downfall, because I mean, ultimately that will be a numbers game. But if you're not willing to do something like that, the possibilities are endless you're absolutely right throw a name out there what's the worst that happens you go home well you're down two to five something needs to happen to yeah. make it three more days six more days to final tribal council i genuinely think jake is just too nice to play survivor it, it really <laughs> I, it honestly just seems like it and i, I that's why he's the most likable person this season and it isn't close i love jake it's a bummer though man if only he was better because they still have time. They still have time. It's, 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 it's not over. It's two to four, right? Or two to five. Two to five. All, all he needs to do is get two people to flip. Ted and one other person, and you're good. Yeah. And on the other side of this interaction, because this whole thing was just a gaffe in my opinion, I think that Ted should speculate in private whether or not that Chewigan instigated this. He, he just kind of goes straight into the rah, rah, rah. My teammates would never do this to me. If you are going to be that rigid, again, famous last words, my tribe would never do that to me. You just met these people. Like, and, and also like recognize that Jake might be too nice. Like, You don't want to be fooled by Jake. I get it. But there's nothing wrong with speculating in private. And we didn't even see a confessional saying, yeah, they could have thrown me under the bus, but you know, we ended up getting the vote right anyway. Then I'd be like, okay, I'm satisfied. At least you're smart enough to know this. We didn't get that. Ted doesn't realize he's fifth. It's because Brian fooled him. That's honestly what it is. Yeah, and Jake tried. Jake you tried. Know, the, the best way to try and convince someone is to tell them the truth, but if they're too blind to see the truth or know the truth, then nothing to be said. Yeah. It's fair to be skeptical of Jake, but he should at least be a little more like, hmm, like look around a little bit more. Be a little bit more of a Sherlock. We go to the reward challenge, and Brian very stupidly wins. 
You don't win reward challenges. Two in a row. Because he gets to pick someone to go with him on a trip. And makes another idiotic move. Fix clay. Stupid. Very, very dumb. Especially given the context. Yeah. Because in that reward challenge, Ted helped Brian win. Like, they helped Clay no, up yeah. the wall. Ted and Brian helped Clay over the wall. Because, yeah, this is actually kind of an interesting challenge where it was like people would get eliminated in groups. Oh, that's right. So, right off the starting line, it's like everybody grab a partner. One person won't get a partner. You're out. It's Jake, obviously. Brian and Clay team up. Ted and Penny team up. Jan and Helen pick up. Uh, team up. All right. So, now the, the all three pairs have to go across this series of balance beams. And Helen and Jan are eliminated. And then there's another round of play where Penny gets eliminated. So, we're down to three. And they all have to go over this wall, but you have to do, get over this wall with the help of somebody else. So Brian and Ted both help Clay over, because obviously he's a little guy. And Clay has to help somebody else over. So Clay's got to make a choice, Brian or Ted. Now, to be fair, I don't think Clay could help Ted get over this wall, because Ted is huge. Yep, yeah. So logistically, Clay picks Brian to help him over the wall. But when that choice is made, Ted helps boost Brian up over the wall. Just taking the L, basically. Yep. So... Fast forward through, Brian ends up being beating Clay on the head-to-head. Good sportsmanship here would say, okay, my alliance member Ted gave up his opportunity to fight for the win. Clay should not want to be picked for this reward. It should be, Brian, you won. You should take Ted because he forfeited his right to compete for this reward. Yep. The, but nope, nope, couldn't be here without this person. Well, I mean, to Clay. be fair, to be fair, to play devil's advocate, you wouldn't be there without Clay either. Clay true. chose you. Like it's true. I, it's, I, it's a tough spot for everybody involved. So just reminded me about how this challenge works, and I, I actually do remember this challenge. I don't, I didn't remember like how it all unfolded like that. Mm-hmm. But just remember how this challenge works. Like there, there's always going to be that one person at the end who has to make the make the decision. I, I actually don't. I, I disagree with your point here. I, I think that. If you're if you're working off the basis, throw throw alliances out the window. If you're working off the basis of how just other people benefited you in the challenge, you take Clay. The difference being Clay and Brian had a chance to fight for victory. Ted gave up his chance to even play the game. He he gave up that right by by not his choice. It was by the choice of Clay though. They both helped Clay over the wall. And he ended up boosting Brian up over. But if you are trying to at least keep the facade of an alliance of three, three strong going forward, and someone forfeits the right to even compete for the crown, and you get to bring one person with you, you should bring the person who forfeited their right. I think you guys are missing the uh, the forest for the trees here. You shouldn't be in this position, period. Yeah, you should be losing the reward. But yeah. if you do win this the reward... Getting here, no matter what, is bad. Pick up, you're going to piss off Clay, you're going to piss off Ted, you're going to piss off somebody, it doesn't matter, yeah. you shouldn't be here. Don't be here. This is bad. Even, even if you get picked to go all the way to the end against Clay, throw it so Clay wins. Yeah, exactly. Brian should have thrown it, let Clay won. It's ultimately horrible. It's not going to matter, because they're going to bring a bunch of food back for everybody, and everybody's going to be in a good mood after that. Because there's a little bit of dissension in the ranks, like, oh, Brian and Clay, we don't trust them. Which is exactly what this challenge is supposed to do. Exactly. Exactly like the coconut ch- cutting it, challenge. It is kind of like the coconut challenge. It's just better. I, it's better than the really coconut good. They never one. do this again, and it makes me sad, because this so is a good challenge. So much better than the coconut cutting. Well, when we actually have a coconut cutting, we, we both, we both. like, mock simile sort But this of is a challenge. different way to express a pecking order. I think it's. I think it does it in a fun way, because you make split second decisions yeah. instead of thinking through it because you don't really know exactly what's coming i'm really surprised they've never gone back to this i really like this. yeah i love this when i first saw it but brian and claire are gonna bring a bunch of food back and everybody's gonna be all happy again 
you know, give them back, give them the opiates and keep them in line. What is it? It's, <laughs> it's kind of like Brave New World where uh, they, they Soma. keep them, Soma, they keep them on the drugs to keep them all happy and not questioning it. That's exactly what Brian and Clay do here. Great. It's great. One fun note is they, they ride an elephant to this challenge and Brian is scared to death of this elephant. Fair. I mean, that's fair, but it's like the one time we see like Brian show any real human emotion this entire game because he's completely Mr. Freeze sociopath and every emotion he ever feels is fake except for this one. <laughs> Genuine ah, fear. Genuine fear. But let me just say, if an animal is big enough to kill me if it gets angry... I am scared of it. Yes, this includes people, and yes, this definitely includes elephants. So I can't say that I uh, connect with Brian on pretty much any level, but I do connect with him on this. Derek's basically the same person as Brian. Wow. What? Yeah, yeah. Corporate wants you to find the difference between these yeah. two pictures. <laughs> Derek and Brian. <laughs> Derek said it, not me. While they're gone on this reward, Jake tells Helen that Brian and Claire are going to be the final two, and she needs to make a move. Jake's right. <laughs> Imagine that. Jake is 100% right. Two episodes in a row that Jake is right. Again, telling the truth, but still no reason to believe him. I mean, at least Helen, she she, she hears the words. Yep. I mean, she starts to start... Poking uh, holes. She, yeah, she starts to think about conspiring with Ted. Or, or working some magic to get Clay or Brian gone. Mostly Clay. Yep. And, and at least there's something there. There's something. There was some hope for this season. But we're going to lose it soon. It bears little fruit. So, for immunity, we get the coconut shop challenge, even though it's torch snuffing. snuffing. Yes. Um, Th- this, wait, this they was... did this in back-to-back challenges. Yeah. So, yeah I fine. think they really wanted to uh, not let Chewie get to the end. Do something! Do something! Come on, do something! <laughs> wait, uh, so, okay, so, because we talked about this, what was it, like, last season? Last four, season yeah. uh, where we hated this as an immunity challenge. You guys hated it. I loved it. I, I hate it as an immunity challenge. I still I, do. I stand by that. I think yeah. it's idiotic. Yep. And it's an immunity um, challenge again. Is it the same format and everything? Yes. You yeah. have to answer questions. Then why do they have it right after what just happened in the reward challenge? Because that was the perfect way to handle it in the reward challenge. I, maybe they figured by throwing both of these in, this is their best chance to mix things up. By True. Beautiful. If you get people who are just kind of left out in the reward, they remember that going in and they swap in action that they might have ended up doing. So A couple of interesting things here, though. Is because the thing is, Helen plays this super well. They they learn from our cases, because her strategy is to keep people, everybody at the same level. Like if anybody has three left, put them out. Doesn't matter who if they're in her lines or not. If there's two left, put them out. She, Helen plays this so well, mm-hmm. and that's the big thing here. The other interesting note is Penny immediately turns on Jake. She's like, "Yeah, I'll help you guys. I'm on your side now. Let's get rid of Jake." <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> and, and this is literally the only apple on this tree that we get because otherwise it's just going to fall exactly the way you expect it to, and Sugjai is going to get eliminated pretty much immediately. I think one person on Chewie Gun gets their torches snuffed first. Well, no, I think Penny goes out first, and then I want to say it's like Brian. Yes, it is Brian, and then Jake, and then Jake. Which is interesting. But it all comes down to Helen. Just And she ends up uh, sparing Ted. She, she has a choice. She has to knock out either Ted or Jan. And I think she makes the right move. Knocks out Jan. Because Jan's not going to take things as personally. Mm-hmm. Gives Ted one more chance to win. Helen gets the final question right. Eliminates Ted. Ted can't be mad about that. No. She got the question right. Literally has no chance. Literally has no chance. Gave him a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, make him feel a little bit more comfortable. Especially because he's fifth. On the and list. it worked. Worked great. So Helen... Props to Helen. She learned from last season. She learned from past events. Yep. Absolutely. So so good on you, Helen. This is still a trash challenge format for immunity at this stage in the game. Because you will have absolutely 0% chance of an upset. Yes. 
You guys are right about that. And I, I know you both care the very deeply mo- more about this than I do. I don't particularly care about this. I, I just love the challenge so much. I don't care if it's a reward or immunity. I do agree with you. It'd be better as a reward. Yes, it's unfair to Penny and Jake. Do I care? Not really. It's individual immunity. This no, is not individual immunity. No one ever said Survivor was fair. No one ever said Survivor was fair, but they did say that these are individual immunity challenges, and it, it absolutely is not. So we go to Tribal Council. It ends up being four votes for Penny, two votes for Jake, one for Jan. So what happens here is Penny is like, yeah, well, I'll help you get rid of Jake, and gets on board. Clay also votes for Jake because Jake says something during the Tribal Council to annoy Clay, so Clay throws his vote on Jake as well. Yeah, something about working harder than Basically, everyone. Basically, kind of. A, like a targeted jab at Clay. Yeah, he never said any names, but it was like, yeah, Clay, yeah, you're Yeah, you talking about Clay. Well, and this was actually brought up in the reunion yes. show, and it's actually a lot deeper than what you're saying. Maybe. According to Clay. Maybe. And, and according to Jeff, too, I think. And honestly, it all makes sense. It does make sense. It's giving Clay more credit than the show gives him in the edit. Is it true? Maybe. Could it be to make yourself look a little bit better? Maybe. Yeah. But it could be that Clay was playing a little 5D chess, teaming up to vote for Jake so that Penny would have warm feelings towards Clay. Penny votes for Clay the jury. This is what happens. Not sure if that's the exact motive, but that's what we're told later after this show. Yeah. Or, yeah, is, is this what happened, or is Clay just pissy? It could be either. Or both. It very well could be that's, either. That's the beauty of it. So, I don't know, but it's possible. Jake votes for Jan for some reason, and everybody else votes for Penny. So, the question here is, should Penny or Jake have gone? What do you guys think? Oh, Jake should have gone home. Yeah? 100%. They literally call him Jake the Snake. I don't understand if you've got someone who is going, who's first of all very good at identifying the cracks, maybe not so good at exploiting them, the silver-tongued devil that you know, get rid of them. Especially because you have a very clear top five, and they have two. Just get rid of the problem child. That's Jake. I don't understand how Penny got even talked about here, because she's not playing. It it, it made no sense to me. Jake is the right move here. Whatever. I, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts, Ryan? I completely agree with you. I, I definitely think Jake should have gone here. I don't really know why Penny went. Basically, there was one point before they went to tribal council where Ted makes an offhand comment that Penny is playing the game harder and he feels personally like he's been more manipulated or more mm. attempts of manipulation have come from Penny than from Jake. So basically, Ted was saying, Jake is a more even-keeled guy. He's going to be more of a straight shooter with us. We should keep him around because we don't know what Penny's motives are. Okay. That was the idea. So Which, if that's think, the case, we were never showing the hat. Yeah, so, so yeah, I guess this is Ted's doing, and everybody just caved the, to Ted's demands. I, I think it was they knew that it was going to be Jake, Penny, Penny, Jake. They're the I next mean, two. Yeah, dime a dozen. Like, it doesn't matter how many ways you write this story. The ending is the same. But, yeah, Jake should have gone home here. Jake should have been the one to go home. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree. Derek, you got a best player? Yeah, so I said my best player of the episode was Ted because I felt like he shed the target a little bit, even though it was just from Souk Tribe before, but Clay didn't really target him this time. He helped to maintain tribal lines, and somehow he influenced his tribe to vote out Penny rather than Jake. I, I don't know how it happened. There wasn't a ton of great gameplay in this episode, but I think Ted by a hair. I gave it to Helen. I think all five of the Chewigon did well. They were very impenetrable. Can't touch him. But Helen won the coconut chop in a very smart way and won immunity. And I just want to give her credit for that. For Absolutely. For picking that up from our cases. So yeah. my pick was Helen. I, I can respect that. I'm going to side with Ryan. I like the logic behind the coconut chop reasoning. And just because, I don't remember this, but if Ted really uh, led the charge to vote out Penny, then that's just going to knock points against him. So <laughs> take that, Derek. Yeah, no, that's fair. 
But for worse, though, I had Brian. Oh, okay. Because he won the reward, and then after he won the reward, he picked Clay to go on the reward with him. And I don't think that Jake can be called a bad player or worst player because he survived and he should have gone home. Like, it doesn't get him a best player, but it definitely lifts him above someone who's playing very stupidly. And even beyond that, Jake had been talking with Helen and sown some seeds of doubt, at least with the Clay Brian situation. So I felt like there was more negative for Brian's game than any of the other Chewy Gon members this particular episode. I'll agree with you on that statement, whether Brian is the worst of the Chewy Gons in this episode. My worst player was Jake, because he was unwilling to throw either Clay or Penny under the bus. He's too nice, and he wouldn't take that extra step. That is certainly a missed opportunity. And I, I, I think I would side with you on Brian, but one thing is Brian does some pretty good damage control with the food. Um, where he negates and it, most most of any of the damage he does. That was more Clay. That was Clay's idea. And, Brian, and, Brian and, but yes, he was a part of it. And yes. took credit for it, which is, you know, if you can take credit and not do as much work, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, Clay did it the entire season. <laughs> um, so ultimately, I'm going to give it to Jake. Josh? Uh, I'm definitely going with Ryan on this one. Uh, that is Jake. Uh, basically, my, my knock on Jake from actually the, the previous vote was that he wasn't doing enough, that this the stakes are so high that you need to be doing more. He did a little more. He did a little more to try coming to just basically the bare minimum of coming to people more, but it still is not enough. It, you have to take yet another step now that you're still down another person and, th- like you said, throw people under the bus. So I think, unfortunately, it has to be Jake. So episode 11 was the, a closer look episode, yada yada, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Ooh, what happened? I didn't watch it. Everything. Everything that came before this. Obviously, but nothing closer. In, nothing important. It was the same exact episodes. Like just all, zoomed in. Yeah, we just zoomed in a little bit. <laughs> so episode 12 was called A Big Surprise, dot, 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 and, and another. another. So right after getting back from Trouble Council, Clay blows up at Jake for his comments, his like, insinuations that Clay doesn't work as hard without even saying Clay's name. What is it? Uh, doth protest the lad thinks too much or something like that? How does it go? Uh, me, me thinks the lad pr- doth protest yeah, too, much. too much. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Clay, uh, he didn't even say your name. What, what, what are you getting so mad for, man? <laughs> it's almost like it actually was about you. And honestly, Clay loses the game here, I think. I, I would agree with that. Because Clay's going to go to the end lose 4-3. to three. I think Jake was probably the swing vote. Because think about it, all the Super Jai people voted for Clay, except Jake. Jake's the only one who voted for Brian. And, you know, I, I get Jake and Brian got along pretty well, but this definitely didn't help anything. I don't think it was necessarily lost here, but I think he could have won it without doing this. Sure. Because I think, I think he performed terribly at Travel Council. Yes. Uh, final Travel Council, and that really cemented it, and I think he could have flipped one vote, but... Don't even get to that point. I think I think if you if you don't be an idiot here, you can put yourself in a much 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 better position later on. And and I'm with Josh a little bit here. I don't think he necessarily lost it here, but I will say I think this is the embodiment of why we end up getting the winner we do and why Clay ends up losing. Yeah. Because one person stays even keeled and has the temperament of someone who's going to be a able to put on a, a mask for the 39 days literally all of them <laughs> yes and and then the other is just someone who's too hot headed to check himself when he needs to i mean if you feel singled out and like you said the name wasn't even said if, if you know that someone's talking about you and they didn't say your name and it's not flattering things 
I mean, yeah, props for the self-awareness, but demerits for not having the, the self-awareness to control your actions afterward. Because this is so loud and bad that this even pisses Helen and Ted off. They're yeah. like, leave him alone, dude. They don't say it to him, but they're like, he's just mad because he got called out. Yeah, don't be a child. One thing I do think is interesting you just said, Derek, is uh, wearing the mask for 39 days. And I do want to say, I think Brian Heidegg's the only person who has done that. He managed to wear a mask for all 39 days and nobody figured out who he was. I think Brian's the only person who's ever done that. I feel like other people have done it, but never to the level of him. Yeah. But uh, nothing, I guess nothing comes to mind. Yeah. So We get to the loved ones challenge, where the loved ones actually come in and eat the gross food instead of the contestants, which is great. I love this. They're just some funny moments. Jeff is generally a dick in this, this challenge for some reason. Yeah, yes, he, I love when Jeff's a dick. <laughs> like he was just saying things that were completely uncalled for, like... Hey, if you can't eat this, you're you're gonna lose. Yeah. You're go you are a loser if you can't do it. It's like what? I don't like, think Jeff likes these people. <laughs> I think that's what I'm getting from um, He's, he already knows, just no nope, I'm sucks. done. <laughs> but the best part is Helen is so terrifying, like to her husband, like, you better win this. Like her eyes are just look into your soul and they're like threatening <laughs> to rip you apart. She she like starts going through the eight stages of like grief before her husband even like loses the challenge he ends up winning yeah. this challenge she's like don't you lose you can't lose you never lose and then later she's like please 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 and it's like okay we're we're, we're with pleading now and then it's gonna... really funny uh so helen's husband wins he gets to come visit for a while and so the, the two of them helen and her husband go out on the boat and then you know get some water and they're talking and mm. helen is Telling him everything, of course, and how she wants to get rid of Clay next. Her husband's like, well, why don't you get rid of Brian? Because it sounds like he's the most dangerous one. She's like, no, I can't do that. I could never do that to him. What a good guy Brian is. I, I feel so solid with Brian. I love when you just get an outside voice coming and just be like, um, hello. This, <laughs> that guy. Like, this is one of those, you are clearly too close to the situation. If someone can, on a one-hour canoe ride lay out the entire game for you, and you come out of that thinking, like, okay, this Brian guy, like, can you beat him? No, no you can't. No, you can't. Nobody can. I, who I, cares what should go, who should go next I if honestly think Helen them. could take Brian to the end and win. I do think Helen could beat Possibly, him. Possibly, but it's not the wrong move to get rid of Brian. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's not going to let you make it to the end. Yeah, definitely she should get rid of Brian. But she's not going to. Like, both of these moves are good. Clay, Brian, mm -hmm. both of them are good for Helen. Yep. So do it. So, but the loved ones actually also play in the immunity challenge, and they solve a big puzzle cube, and Ted and his brother win, because they're cool. huge. <laughs> Ted, Ted's huge. So. Basically. Ted wins immunity. At this point, Helen's like, hey, Brian, we should vote out Clay. No, we shouldn't. That's what Brian basically says. Let's, yeah. Let's not. That, that's, nah. a bad, that's a bad plan. It's a bad move for Clay. Uh, Brian. Brian should not get rid of Clay. Um, Absolutely. But, but that's, if, that's I mean, the beauty of it. Helen, you didn't need to go to Brian to try and get this ball rolling. You already had something going with Ted. I'm sure Jake is on board with whatever. Oh, 100%. And who knows? Jan is a wild card. We've talked about... I mean, they talk about in the reunion shows some, some things with Jan and making moves and doing certain things. Yeah. But if you go and say, hey, we've got three people... You can at least force a tie. There there are chances here. There are opportunities. And <clears throat> Helen... Ah! So, and even, I guess even if we take this a step further, and from Helen's point of view, if you come to who you think is your closest ally with a plan to get someone else out of the game, even if they're close, like they're supposedly in your group of five that you have, and they're that shut down with the idea of getting rid of someone, that should be a red flag. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, why don't you want to get rid of that person? Because you want to stick them to the end. 
Like, Honestly, like Brian should be your, according to you, Brian should be your, your number two person. So they should take your input much more seriously. There have been enough red flags at this point where both Helen and Ted should flip. Absolutely. Jake will do it. All they have to do is get Jan. Maybe they can't get her. Force the tie. Force the tie. Otherwise, you're going to lose the game. So, honestly, they should take out Brian or Clay. Either one. doesn't matter. Probably Brian's the bigger threat. But if you want to take out Clay, it's fine, you, too. You could maybe get... If you can get Jan on for Clay instead of Brian, sure. then there you go. And I think I know the answer to this, but would you guys go to Rocks here? Absolutely. If I'm Helen or Ted or Jake, yeah. And J- Jake's a no-brainer, but... Yeah. I, I, I... For how much you think that you're, like, so close... To like someone like Brian, I'm not sure. E- even if you disagree with him, uh, I'm not sure if I would necessarily go to Rocks, but I don't think I would have to. I think that I could get those three people and then basically let Jan choose between the two and just get that person out. It doesn't either Brian or Clay. And then after that, you don't need Jan anymore to take out Brian. Yeah. So I actually don't think you would necessarily need Rocks here. I would hope not. Yeah. Because Jan should flip too. Will she? Should I wouldn't trust her though. Well, and the reason I pose the question about rocks is because if Jan does decide to stay with like in this hypothetical Clay and uh, Clay and Brian, well, the the votes have already been cast. The damage here would now be done at this point. Correct. You commit to it. Yeah. So you need to be willing to go to rocks if you're going to flip at all. And I think they should. I they they, they need to. They, it, they, if, yeah, if, I guess if you're going to propose the the flip, then you have to be committed. So I guess I would have to say yeah. The most common place to go to rocks where it's acceptable is the final six because it's really the last time you can go. You can't get Jan. This is the time. Otherwise, you know, Jan should flip too. Um, it ends up being five votes for Jake, one for Jan. Wrong move. And I, I don't have it as the wrong move. I have it as the right move for, for one reason. I, I see a voting block. And going into the next episode, this is what I thought I saw. I thought that I saw Brian and Clay. I thought I saw Ted and Helen. And then I thought I saw Jan as a wild card. Mm-hmm. So that's still... Like a 3-2 split. Yes. Because you have a wild card going to one side or the other, and I thought that Helen and Jan had a stronger connection. So, getting rid of Jake here does not flip the numbers on anyone, and it's still best for Chewigon as a whole, not individuals. Like, you can really drill down and say this is Helen's last shot. And it's not. And, and, it's, and it's not. And obviously this next one is the one that gets brought up in the reunion show, but... I still think that Jake is an equally right move here to anything else that could happen. Unless you start examining individual games. Which is what I'm doing. Absolutely. Okay. Then, so I'm saying Jake is the right move for old Chewy gone, but you're right. Helen, the focal point of this episode, not the right move for her. Jake is the right move for Brian and Clay. For everybody else, it's Brian or Clay, take your pick. So I do think this is very much the wrong move. I I think you have to make, you have to take chances. You have to take risks. At this point, even if you're in sets of two, two, and one, when looking at like Chewigon, don't leave it up to chance next time. Uh, because if you get rid of Jake and leave it up to two, two, one, you're it on seems Jan it now. seems like Jan is tied more to the other two than to you. I I could be wrong with that, but I I don't want to put my faith in Jan. Don't want to put your faith in Jan. <laughs> I I, want, I would much rather put my faith in my own hands because I know what I can do with it and I can take control with that group of three. I, I would agree with Ryan that it's not the right move. And don't get me wrong. I think that both are right moves. I just thought that if we're calling it one right move or if we can have multiple, I think that Jake is a part of two right moves for this whole 
scenario, but I see where you guys are coming from as well, where this is like better for maybe four of the people who are left, not counting Jake getting voted out, to try and get rid of one of the power two. And I'm thinking more about maybe from a hindsight, like, okay, obviously they were as tight of a five as everyone thought they were, which isn't good. That That is bad gameplay. But if I'm looking at it as a whole, just finish the pagonging and, and move on with it. You still have possible numbers. The one other thing I want to mention is Jake is someone I'd like to have in my quarter because you can predict him. You know, he works on logic. That's why I would like to have him with me instead of like a Jan. I'd rather rely on Jake than Jan. That's my other thought. And, that, and that's absolutely fair. That's why I, I can't refute what you guys are saying at all. I just think that... It ends up being not net zero. I think this is. I mean, there's I, worse moves, but yeah, <laughs> certainly worse moves. And then I, I don't. This this doesn't change my my decision at all. Uh, but I think you also have to consider whether or not Jake can take any votes from you. Sure, sure. Don't bring Jake to the end, but you know. Uh, no, but if if you have a final three with him and he wins final immunity, like. Oh, I'm not saying have a final three with Jake. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, you know, maybe wait a little bit before getting rid of him. Uh, best player, I think, is Brian, just because he convinced everyone to get rid of Jake against their best interests. I'd have to agree. I, I've got nothing. It, it's Brian. Yeah. And worst player, I thought, was Helen, for not listening to her husband and failing to break up Brian and Clay. I'll, I'll agree that it's Helen for the missed opportunities alone. There isn't a lot of horrible, horrible gameplay in sure. here. I mean, splitting hairs, coat of wax, whatever you cliche you want to use, but Helen, you missed an opportunity. I'd love to say Jan, but Jan isn't playing, so like... It makes it hard to judge her game. It is hard to judge her game. She is technically playing. She, she is technically a participant. Yes. She is a piece on the board. Don't know what piece she is? A pawn. Just, no, no. She's more of like a knight because you don't really know where she's going to end up. Oh, okay, okay. So so, <laughs> so, she is, so she is a filthy casual chess player's knight. Like, I have no idea what to do with you, yeah. but every once in a while you might get to do but something fun. But you're really fun because you can do a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> don't know where you're going, but you're going somewhere. <laughs> so, Josh. You lose your winner pick here. Your second one, Jake. Yeah, rip. Rip. So we're down to five. The the Chuyan five. Which of these five people... Now, I know you already know the answer, but at the time, mm-hmm. which of these five people would you pick to win? I don't think it's a question. I think it's Brian. Honestly, I could I could have taken him uh, after Aaron was voted out. I, I narrowed it down to, to Jake and Brian. I went with the good guy route who had a path. He had a path. Yeah. But in the end, uh, it did not work out for Jake. So now I have to revert back to Brian. Evil's um, gonna he win. Is, he is set up in the best position to win. Doesn't feel good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna join you guys in the in the Brian hood. Brian. So episode thirteen, the tides are turning. So at this point, Ted is a little bit nervous, which he should be because <laughs> he's going home. So he goes to talk to Brian, and Brian is very good at Survivor, but he's not good at being reassuring because he's like. Like, trying to calm Ted down is very poor, I thought. I don't know. It's, Brian is a used car salesman through and through. And what's happening right here is Ted is going up and asking him how reliable this car is. Should I buy this car? Is this car worth what you are asking me to pay for it? But Brian is just going to give a bunch of non-answer half-truths and just say, I don't know what everyone else is thinking. I don't know what everyone else is thinking. I I like you as a person. This is where Brian, I think, falls short of the truly elite players. Absolutely. Because the truly elite will make you feel so safe. And then they'll cut your throat. No, we're good, dude. We're we're totally good. We got this. Brian just doesn't have that level in him because he's not a human. (laughs) He's there's missing there's something missing there. 
And to be fair, I think you could, you, you have to be careful with that because you don't want to go too far because this is almost getting into like jury management stuff sure. where you can tell these half-truths and not be not really too familiar with it because then you can go back and say, ah, it was actually them. It was their idea for, for voting you off. I just had to go with it instead of being super reassuring. Well, and Brian does and, this. No, exactly, and that's why I'm saying, like, I think you, if you're going to be talking about Brian not being in that lead category, you have to be careful how far you go with it. Uh, Well, here's the other thing, is this almost blows up Brian's face because he's not good enough, because Ted is going to go to Helen, and they're going to draw in the sand, and, you know, not say anything, but, like, kind of scheme and plot about, like, pecking orders and stuff like that, and and they're thinking about getting rid of Clay, and that's kind of what they want to do next. People are going to notice this. Everybody finds out about this. It's a little unclear who sees what. And I, so I think it was Jan who saw it and told Clay and Brian. Jan heard something when they thought she was sleeping. That's that's the story that were that were fed. But there, like you said, there were names drawn in the sand, and who knows what. So Clay was right there too. So I don't know what he saw or heard. It's unclear. But everybody knows about this. That's eventually, everybody finds out what they were doing. Don't draw in the sand. Don't don't get caught scheming and plotting like that. It's not good. And don't do it so because they're right around camp, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, they the literally go. You're on a beach. Go fishing. <laughs> go anywhere you want. Leave camp to conspire. So we go to the reward challenge, which is for a car. And at the very end, you have to spell the word road trip to win. <laughs> Brian spells road wrong. Road trip. <laughs> Rayod trip. Rayod trip. And Ted sees this and gets it right. So Ted wins the reward. And that was so funny from Jeff, too. Like, what are you trying to spell here? And then Brian's like, road trip. And then Ted's like, road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Meanwhile, Brian still had a chance. You just got to switch the A and the O, dude. So Ted wins, and he gets to pick someone to go on reward with him. Which, again, you never want to do. Bad, 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 bad. He picks Helen. This is not a bad pick on Ted's part at all. I think it was his best pick. Still, you shouldn't win reward challenges. So an argument against your whole thing about not winning reward challenges, because overall I do agree with your stance on it, but when you don't have the numbers, or if you want to like try to make a move on anything, or if you, like, sure. you think you might be targeted to be next, this might be a great opportunity for you to gain trust and try to put something together. And I think this is their chance to do it right And you're here. right. You're right. If you're on the bottom... Plus, you're getting a car. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> it's, it's almost like Ted lucked himself into a good reward win situation. Yes. And like, yeah, and he gets a car. Ted didn't realize he was fifth on the chopping block when he was. It's a good move by accident. Yes, absolutely. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give Ted credit for it because... No. He won, but it, for his mindset, he should not have won. But he won because his mindset was incorrect. And then he picked the correct person yeah. to go with him because the best move here is... Ted and Helen get Jan to flip on Brian but or Clay. or Clay. That's exactly right. So this is perfect. Great. Um, Good job. And that seems to be the case. And then we could see Ted get really drunk, which is hilarious. <laughs> the body is drunk, but my mind is clear. Helen, am I drunk? Helen, is my masseuse ready for me? <laughs> oh, she's on my feet. Oh, oh what is happening? <laughs> Ted, this was... This was Five minutes where I was purely uncomfortable. Yeah, very much. And, and they, just, they keep showing like the the masseuse's faces because he's like taking a shower and he's like, oh, oh, the shower, oh, toothpaste, oh, yeah, toothpaste. <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> to be fair, it's gonna take. I mean, yes, he's a large human being, but like, it's gonna take you like two or three drinks just because of how little food you've. Also, had. Ted doesn't drink, in, in and, the and he, also that he has no tolerance. No tolerance. <laughs> Um, it was still funny. It was very, oh, yeah. very funny. Hilarious. So Brian ends up winning immunity, 
And at this point, he wants to use he wants to keep both Helen and Clay in the game because they don't like each other and they will butt heads and not work together. Smart. Brilliant. Brilliant. This is, I think, the key to Brian's game is he has two people who don't like each other and uses them against each other. Brilliant. I love that plan. It's great. Gets the attention off you. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah, if I... If I'm playing with you two and you two hate each other, I'm going to keep you both in the game for as long as I can. It's genius. Mm-hmm. So Tribal Council uh, ends up being four votes for Ted, one vote for Jan. So so this is, this is interesting. Because Clay, Clay should have gone home here. It can't be Brian. Brian's all, ultimately the person who should go home, but he wins immunity. It can't be Brian. It should have been Clay. It, I need, you know, just like last time, it, uh, they needed to get Jan on board. And at the reunion show, we find out they tried, but she wouldn't for some reason. Jan's like, they never came to me, and I never went to them either. And then Helen's like, no, honey, I, I did come talk to you. And she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and at that point, it's just, you're playing with an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jan. Shouldn't but... have gotten rid of Jake. Yeah. And this is exactly what I was, I was saying, is you can't trust someone like jan even no matter how much you might like her you can't trust her just strategically uh you need a reliable vote we saw we saw with the the drying in the sand like they're finally at the realization fully at the realization that they need to do something to take them out so there's there's no excuse here yeah and and i want to go one step further here because you're right clay should have been the person to go home but i want to talk about clay for a second because it is at this point that I have a note that says Clay can no longer win this game. Okay. Who could he be? What do you think? Uh, I think he has a chance against Jen, and I think he's a chance against Ted. Because people don't seem to like Ted very much. People don't like either one of them, and I think they would have an interesting bout uh, if it was Ted versus Clay. Right. So I think Clay could win that one. Because Clay has some good movements at the final Tribal Council. He got some. three votes. He got three yeah. votes. Well, and but I mean, he was going up against a sociopath. Right. I, and yeah, he got no, he, he got three votes. He was going up against a sociopath that you just forgot to list in here of people that he could beat. Yeah. He, he couldn't. He he couldn't. He almost sure, did, though. He, he almost he did. He could have. It, disregarding that, I I do think that he could have if he played tribal final tribal differently. Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. A chance. There's a chance. When it's 4-3, I think that anything's possible. And I also think he could beat Jan. Jan is a huge mystery to me. I don't know how Jan would have done this final tribal council because everybody likes her. But she's the worst player by far. I'm just saying that Ted going home is bad for Clay. I think that he should be focusing on Helen. Yes, I agree. I, with I you. think that there are a few enough people here that we need to be talking about who can these people be. Clay sticking with Brian is the wrong move. Well, out, of, out of all these people, I think that Helen is the most dangerous, uh, mo- most likely to receive the most votes at tribal, no matter yeah. who she goes up against. Helen's number one in my pick uh, draft for yeah. winning. Here's what I think. This Getting rid of Ted is great for Brian. This is a great move for Brian. Yes. This is, it's fine for Clay. Clay still has a chance against, like, Jan. It's, so it's obviously not as good of a move for Clay, but it's fine. But ultimately, Clay should have gone home. Or if they're, if, Ta- if Jan is not going to flip, Helen. But Jan's not going to go vote for Helen either. She's, I think Jan is only going to vote for Ted. That's the problem we're going to run into. So it, it's interesting to have someone like Jan in the game to just mess everything up. Which doesn't uh. make sense because if you're not willing to vote for someone... That completely gets thrown out of the window of the next tribal. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay. Now what? Now you have to. Congrats. So, <laughs> so why didn't you do this earlier when it could have changed the game? But that's what you get when with someone who's not playing the game correctly. Or, there is no correct way. There's Correct, uh, yeah. Um, you know, you play however you want to play. And Jan is a player, whether we like it or not. But she's not playing with any sort of logic. Yeah. It's just Jan. She, no, the- she's not playing in a way that... That works with everyone else. Yeah, there's there's no formula to how she's playing. 
She goes wherever the wind takes Basically, her. Basically, yeah. She's a free which, spirit. Which I like about Survivor. I like having players like that in the game to just make things a little more interesting. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, you know, it's like your Debbie's. It's your Nora's. It's someone who's unpredictable. It's kind of like yeah. having a bomb to defuse. You, you throw up a player who's crazy in the game, who you can't predict, and is a bomb that is going to go off at any time. And the other players have to figure out how to defuse that situation. You could be the greatest player there is, but if you're just walking around a hallway and step across a trip mine and blow up. Oops, sorry. It yep. <laughs> doesn't matter how good you were strategically. You gotta, You're dead. Be, you gotta be good at bomb defusal. It's a very important skill in Survivor. So best player, f- I thought, was Brian. Yeah, it's no question. He got rid of Ted. You want immunity. He did do a bad job of reassuring Ted, but ultimately didn't matter because it worked in the end. Yeah, there's no question. It was Brian. Mm-hmm. Worst player is Jan. Gets rid of Ted, who sh- I, think, I think she had the best chance against Ted in the final two. I think that was her best, uh, best way. She failed to get rid of Clay, which was her best move moving forward. And she's just extremely naive about alliances. She hit one push. She's like, I don't think there's any alliances in the game. No, Jan, you're just not in any. <laughs> you're just not in any. So it, it, this sums it up. You said it. She's a player, whether we like it or not. It's Jan. She she hasn't done anything, and this time the inaction is very responsible for costing her a million dollars. I mean, I mean, I know that's all you know. Confirmation, affirmation, all those biases rolled in here. But you had a chance to 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 knock off half of the the most powerful voting block with the best resume or power dynamic, whatever you want to call it, and you ignored it. Yep, it, it's, it's gonna cost her. It's gonna cost you, and it cost you a million dollars. It's going to cost Helen. It cost Ted. It's just a bad move. Yeah. There's nothing more to say. It's. I think it's an open and close case. <laughs> okay. The finale. Slip through your fingers. Part A. Final four. Uh, we get Brian winning our second chance immunity challenge pretty handily. And he goes back to camp and he decides Helen is next to go because of the Helen-Ted scheme situation that was going on. Clay is totally on board because Helen's the most dangerous person in the game. She's got to go. So the question is, can they get Jan on board? Jan is very hesitant. They should get Jan on board, I think, because this is also Jan's best move. Jan needs to get rid of Helen. Everybody needs to get rid of Helen. Ultimately, it's three votes for Helen, one vote for Jan. There's not much here. Pretty, it's pretty straightforward, unfortunately. Like you, you wish there were more layers to it, but it's more the two votes prior to this that just kind of lead up to just pretty uh, self-explanatory votes. Un- unfortunately for Jan, it doesn't matter. I, honestly, they don't even need Jan. Yeah, you could end up splitting the votes if you if it really came to that, but I, I don't think that Jan's gonna do anything smart here. <laughs> like, I, I'm more confident that Jan's just gonna not vote <laughs> what she can't do than vote for someone, one someone in her alliance. Because <laughs> here's my thought process here. Obviously, Brian needs to get rid of Helen. Obviously, Clay needs to get rid of Helen. What should Jan do? Best case scenario for Jan, get rid of Brian. Mix break those up. Can't get rid of Brian. Oh, he's got immunity. So who do you get rid of? Helen or, or Clay? Jen cannot beat Helen, period, done. Jen might be able to beat Clay. It's a gamble on the final three. It's a long shot no matter what. But at least you have a chance. At least you got a chance. So I think, because Jen, Jen, I don't think she can beat Brian either. Maybe, maybe. But her best chance against Clay, she can't vote Clay out. She's got to get rid of Helen. It's a, it's a bad position to be in, but where she is, it's the right move, I think. So I think it unanimously, Helen's got to go. The only person who this is uh, not in their best interest is Helen's. Yep. Helen's demise is uh, not in her best interest. Uh, Hot take. Hot take. I I know. Wow, dude. Okay, we need a fan in here. Yes. That that was such a hot take. Yes. But Josh already said it. The the two prior votes 
already cemented the results of this one. Yeah. Nothing to do anymore. Josh, Miss Blue. Um, I, I did write down, uh, Brian was the best player. Wow, another hot take that yeah. I'm going to agree with. Um, and I said the worst player was Jan. Oh, okay. I, only because you can't choose Brian or Clay. I don't know. I, I'm always on Team Chaos. Force a tie and see what happens just for the lulls. <laughs> I don't have a worst player. I thought it was fine. I mean... Honestly, I, I could go with having just no worst player. Everyone who has left, this was in their best interest. If I could give Jan another worst player award from last episode, I would. <laughs> but I can't. Maybe that's just where my motivation is so coming from. So, Brian is obviously the best. He won immunity. He got rid of Helen. Done. Worst player, I agree. There isn't one. I think everybody did the... You know, obviously Jan starts this episode in a bad spot. She makes the best move she can with what she has. Yeah, like, drop me in today. I'm in Jan's body. Helen's got to go. Yeah. And I got to pray that I can win immunity. I guess, how about this? Jan, Jan was uh, very resistant against the vote for Helen. Too resistant. Too but, resistant. So it, it, if you are if you are looking for any sort of reason to give it to anyone, there you go. And I, I'm not going to. Um, no. I'm, I'm not going to give a worst out. She did the best she could. She's just in a bad spot that she put herself in. But Yes, this, this, was, this was a hole you dug. In this round of musical chairs, in this particular round, she did the best she could. <laughs> Yeah. And yep. the final four. All right, moving on to the final three, because yada yada. We do the following comrades thing. That's Derek's favorite part of every Survivor it's season. It's so stupid. I we, can't uh, wait. Honestly, can't. no, we get, I, I guess even before that, like before, and even before the, the Helen vote, we get another Fallen Comrades thing. Yeah, we Where get, they're building like ships for people. I didn't mention it because it doesn't matter. Yeah, we get the double The only reason fallen. I'm mentioning that is because we have... It happened twice. Yeah, well, they just, build the things, and then they release them, and we get the montage sequence. Great. Yeah, Why yeah. spend time on it? Because there's nothing else to do in the finale. This is so stupid. I hate this so much. Uh, you don't even get commentary. Yeah, yeah. It's even worse when we don't get commentary. Like, it's just, ah, look at these people's faces. Don't you remember them? No, because they sucked. Yeah, this cast is terrible. Who is that? Stephanie. Oh. Yeah, you you straight up you forgot who Stephanie was. In this. <laughs> I did. I did. I forgot who Ooh, Stephanie was. Who's who Stephanie? That's fair. I think most people have. So the final immunity challenge, though, is really cool. I love it. It's in a cave. There's fire everywhere. they got to hold a lotus position and hold coins in their hands. It's really cool. It's like 105 degrees. Yeah, it's like a saw trap. Dun-dun-dun. Like dun, it, it dun, looked like they're dun, just like clasped in here, just like oh my god! If they but, drop these coins, like the it's gonna fall into these pans. These pans are gonna like like go out and it's gonna like decapitate them or something. Yeah, saw trap style. I was hoping like Jigsaw would show up. Want to play a game? Want to play a game for immunity? <laughs> Live or die, Brian, Clay, Jen, make your choice. Live or die. But Brian wins pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, once uh, once Jan goes out, it looked like Clay wasn't really trying yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, okay, we're done. It's like, I've been struggling, and I'm with Brian, so... Yeah, it's fine. Bad bad move for Clay. Bad move for Clay to do that. <clears> I mean, sure. to, be, to be fair, both of them hung on for much longer than I was expecting. Like, they were at, like, five minutes, and they were shaking already. Yeah. So and then, then, and then it, it lasted, like, 13, 13 12, minutes. 13, something like that. Uh, yeah. Brutal. Brian has the choice. Does he vote up Clay, or does he vote up Jan? And Derek, I think you put this as succinctly as you could. Yeah, absolutely. Brian doesn't have a choice here, in my opinion, because... Clay has played the same game that Brian has played, except he has burned more bridges. He's been more hot-headed. He has been less calculated. He hasn't tried to have any kind of refinement to him. So if you have someone who's played the exact same game as you, and honestly, you know that you've played it better, at that point, just try and trust that the jury is going to be competent enough to see that. Jan is a wild card. 
you don't know what the jury thinks about how Jan is played, and you don't know how bitter they are because nobody hates Jan as far as we know. Bringing her to the end is stupid because that is an unknown quantity. Just mitigate the risk and know that you are the lesser of two evils. I think that it, it's a no question that he has to bring Clay. Uh, I think you, you nailed, nailed it perfectly. I, I, I think Brian could beat Jan, but I don't know. I really don't know. Jan is such a mystery because, yeah, she was here. She played the game, but did she really play the game? She was likable, but she didn't do anything. Maybe that could win. Sometimes that could be enough, especially against someone like Brian. So, I, you know, I, well, I do think Brian would win. I think he makes the right move to take Clay. I completely agree. Mainly because I actually think that she would actually have a chance to be to be Brian. Um, yeah, definitely. The reason being is that strategy never came up in Final Tribal. Yeah, yeah. None of, none of the, all the questions had to do with basically you were being mean to me or lying to me. And, like, racism and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very serious topics, but, like, none of them really had to do with, like, strategic moves or, like, gameplay moves. And, and, the thing and is, if you're talking about Jan not really being a quote-unquote player, if, if she can get the nice vote, that just might be enough. That's a good point. The one thing I'll say is Brian and Clay have the same strategy, so maybe it was just, like, a wash. Yeah, True. And, and that's what I was saying. Like, if you can just take, if you're Brian, bring Clay, because then strategy's out of the question because you know that you were the figurehead. Yeah. So, like, you know that, if anything, you have a slight edge in strategy and you think you got him in everything else. Uh, I, I will say there actually was one now that I, that I think about it. I don't remember who actually said it, but someone said, Clay, you rode uh, Brian's coattails, yeah. um, which is a reference to strategy. Sure. But, yeah, but not, not brought up much at all. No, Probably that's the, that's the only thing I can think of. In mm-hmm. any Final Trouble Council, I think strategy was the least important thing yeah. there. Interesting. Best player is Brian. Yep. Oh, uh, wow, shocker. Worst player is Clay. Uh, because for Clay, Clay needed to win this challenge and eliminate Brian. as his best move. Well, and also there are only two people left. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we don't give it yeah, out. That's fair. That's fair. Clay has a better chance against Jen. That's true. Clay fails to win the immunity and goes against Brian, which is ultimately gonna he's going to lose. Might have beaten Jan, who knows? But yeah, uh, worst player's Clay, I think. Yep, not that. There, there's no other way to cut that pie and be uh, considering yourself any kind of intelligent survivor savant. <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually didn't give out an award. I mainly just because uh, yes, you have to say Clay just because it's a, like default the only answer. Um, you don't have to say Clay though. Uh, but it, exactly, like I it, well, if you give Brian the best, you had like. According to you, like if there's only one player left, there's only one player who can well, get worst. I, I always say that you don't have to give out an award, and that's it, what I'm doing so. because I don't think I don't like to include immunity challenge like sure. as yeah. like into it. Like I rarely do, to be fair. Yes, like this would basically be the scenario where you would include immunity challenge for worst player. Like yes, I can include for best player, but not for worst necessarily, um, unless it brings it to the final three. But like when when you're outmatched and you aren't really going to have much of a chance and it's in Brian's hands. You got you were able to get to the point where he brings you instead of Jan. That's true. So I I wrote none. Okay. So we'll go to Final Chernobyl Council, which I think is a pretty interesting one. We got a lot to talk about. In fact, I normally we ignore a lot of the questions because they're dumb. This one, I think six of the seven questions are all worth talking about. So mm-hmm. let's get into this. Opening statements, Clay kind of just owns up that he lied. He played to win. He claims everyone else would have done the same thing. Fair enough. Brian's like, oh, it was just a pleasure to know all of you. I did my best to provide and vote on what makes you feel good. Good luck with doing that, this this final tribal. Good luck on voting for who makes you feel good. But um, yeah. Good point, I guess. <laughs> the lesser of two evils. Yep, that's sh- basically this in a nutshell. doesn't work for him. <laughs> the shinier of turds. Yes. 
So Erin goes first, and she asks the question I would ask if I was on a jury. Why does the other person not deserve to win? I love this question so much. Eat each other. Yes, fight for it. So Brian says Clay didn't work as hard as he could have. Totally fair. Keep pressing that button, Brian. Seems like people care about that. Well, and and Brian knows that that might make Clay explode. Mm -hmm. Now, Clay keeps it together. Yes. But I think that was a very calculated, like, Remember this? (laughs) One, uh, I want to make sure that I've got good vibes with Helen and every other hard worker who I have uh, thrown shade on. Jake. Yeah, Clay has not helped. Clay has not done this stuff. But at the same time, maybe Clay will freak out here, and that'll be a bad look. It's a win-win. Yes. Great answer. Clay says Brian kind of thought he was the leader and everyone needed to go through him. They shouldn't be talking to other people. They should be talking to Brian. So it was kind of like you were saying he was a little bit, maybe Brian was narcissistic. Yeah. I think that's the implication was here. Brian's a control freak. Yeah. Control Absolutely. freak. Absolutely. Um, but here's the thing. He he did. Like, he, he didn't think that. He lived that. Yes. He did that. It happened that way. And so maybe Clay was trying to get out. Brian was kind of entitled about it. Maybe. Uh, I don't think he did enough good job of going that direction with that. No, absolutely not. I would definitely... You, you could say he's controlling. <laughs> I would definitely say that Brian won this question. Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Round one goes to Brian. Ah, Mark won. Then we get into some stuff. Because Ken's going to come up next. Oof. So first off, Ken's like, yeah, hey, Clay, uh, I wouldn't do what you did because I have honesty and integrity. That's why you're on the jury, Ken. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad. I, I hate, I hate, I hate when that gets brought up. I would never do the things you did. Well, like, yeah, clearly. Then why are you here? Why, that's why you lost, dude. Yeah, clearly. Like, fine, whatever. If you're going to be that way, then I, like, I'll, I'll answer your question. I'll do my best, but all I can do is own up to my game and hope that you'll be a good sport about it. And then the other party's like, you know, I still my integrity. That's the only thing you can take out of here. False. A million dollars. Yeah, you can take out a million dollars, too, and you're not going to catch A million dollars can buy you a lot of integrity. <laughs> Integrity firms. Integrity <laughs> Ken brings up a conversation he had with Brian right at like the merge. And Brian allegedly told him Ted needed to go. Ken asks why. What was the reasoning? And Brian first says, I don't remember that. I don't remember saying anything about it. And Ken's like, Brian, remember, I know the truth. I know the correct answer. I'm asking you to tell everyone else. Brian says, oh, it's just kind of like Ted didn't gel with the rest of the group. Ken's like, that's a lie, but... Okay, that's between you and God, and sits down. There's a lot of rumors about what this is. I don't want to get into it. Google it. Especially it's, since everything, nothing's confirmed. Nothing's confirmed. It's a, a, rumors, it's racial. But I don't want to go any further than that. So if you're interested, you can go look and find out for yourself. Because this is some pretty awful implications. I'm going to go ahead and put a chalk mark on Clay's side. <laughs> Clay <laughs> won this question. Clay won this question. By default. <laughs> yes. So Penny wants to know how well they got to know her as a person. Brian did not get to know her as a person. And it is obvious. You have an older brother or an older sister. Nope. No, I am the oldest. You're from Beaumont. No, nope. Jan's from Beaumont. Well, <laughs> well, it's Thanks pretty obvious who loses this one. Clay I'm just going to take the L. Proceeds to present a, a biography about Penny's life. <laughs> yeah, hey, I wrote this one. He, he wrote it in Sanskrit. It was great. <laughs> this is Clay's, might be his best moment of the season. Yeah. He bitch slaps Brian across the room with this answer. It's incredible. So we're going to go ahead and uh, take uh, the chalk and mark another one on Clay's yeah. side. He's and circle that one. Because that was <laughs> A plus answer from Clay. Yeah. Oh, so good. Like, do you have anything, Have anything, Clay? Oh, you, 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 Do you want me to boy, keep going? Boy, boy, howdy. <laughs> boy, howdy, do I. It's great. <laughs> so Jake comes up next and brings up the time that Clay got mad at him and about the productivity stuff, and Clay kind of lashes out at him again. 
Not a great move. Not smart. I don't know if there's anything Clay could have said to win Jake over. I can't think of anything, but this wasn't it. But and and even if you think that, and this is going to come up for another one for for Clay later. Um, but even if you think that you have a lost vote here right in front of you, you have how many other? You have eight, nine, eight other uh, people who you can still influence. Do that. Sure. <laughs> I mean, here's an idea for Clay. Uh, let's workshop Clay's game here a little bit. What if you own up to not working that hard, and you can say, "I was." Yeah, I, I'll own up to it. I did not work hard. This was intentional. I was, you know, I'm an older guy. Hmm. I was saving my strength for the challenges. Which yes, I did perform well in because I was saving my energy. Yes, even um, if this, even if it's not true, even if it's not true, you say that and just say, you know, yes, it was selfish, but I'm here to win a game. I've been very upfront with that fact. I don't know if it'll win Jake's vote over, but you know, maybe owning up might help. So owning up is always the right answer in final tribal council. <laughs> Maybe not with what Brian said. Okay, ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> we we will say that ninety nine point nine percent of the time, owning up in final tribal council is the right answer. Because if you try and play off your game as being you know sanctimonious, like holier than thou, you're gonna get slaughtered. Yeah. every time. I, I think that. If we're workshopping Clay's game here, it's almost like we need to work within the constraints of what he would be able to do. Sure. And I don't think he is that self-reflective to be able to understand why it was he wasn't working that hard in camp. I believe you. I believe that if he were to really stop and examine it, that's why he didn't do as much around camp. He mm. didn't mind. I need to do better in the challenges. But I think that that was just something that he didn't consciously do. It just happened. Yeah. I think that's who he is. I think you're right. You're right. He should do it that way. But he would never have done it that way. Because but he should have. Yes. Because he's Clay. So, Clay 2.0, if you're ever going to play on Survivor out there, this is what you do. Clay, yes. if you play again, if Clay ever came back, you can play the exact same game, tweak one thing, maybe you win. Know that you're selfish and own up to it. And, you know, nowadays that's much more accepted on Survivor. Absolutely. Uh, you know, people get mad at you for being selfish in Survivor and old school Survivor. Granted, but. we do say, like, don't be lazy around camp. Like, that's never... Unless been, everybody's lazy. Unless everyone's lazy. Yeah. Right. Like, don't don't force the people at the bottom of the tribe to be, like, your indentured servants. So that, the correct answer is Clay should work a little harder. Y- yes. Uh, don't be the laziest person at camp. Yes, but we're dropping him into the Jake question, yes. obviously. So Ted comes up. Ew. Ted accuses Clay of saying racist things behind his back, which Clay vehemently denies. Uh, at the reunion show, we're going to find out Helen told Ted that Clay was saying racist things. Uh, in the question, Clay says, no, I always treated you fairly. And Brian says, no, that's not true. A lot going on here. A lot, a lot, a lot. Is Helen telling the truth? We don't know. Maybe Helen was just pissed at Clay and said, those, said that he was doing those things. We don't know. We don't have the footage to back it up. Point is, yikes, Clay, uh... I don't know what you do here, Ben. This is not good. I, th- I think you basically... I don't think you can do much else other than the route he did because yeah. you, you don't want to... I mean, you can't say, yes, I did that, especially if you yeah. didn't do it. Don't don't say that you did something no. if you didn't, especially if it's something this bad. Yeah. Um, if you've lost his vote already, I don't think you've lost his vote yet. I don't think so either. Um, but if you did, let's say that he did, uh, already has, if you lost his vote, then this is about as good as you can do. Yeah. Um, so it's more trying to rope in what, like, to get actually what Helen said. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it to see if it really is just fabricated truths. Or even if it's stretching the truth. If you can if you can bring out what might have been maybe misinterpreted. Sure. Uh, or what you actually meant, if, if that is the case. We are a lot better than we were 18 years ago mm-hmm. at identifying privilege and um, the, these implicit things, or, you know, I, I don't like to use this term loosely, but like microaggressions and things like that. And that's certainly something that could happen. 
in that case, I think that he did almost everything that he could do by saying, I don't think so. If I did anything, I'm sorry. Like, I, that's, that's, like, there is a perfect way to phrase something, but if you are doing a heel turn because you have no idea what's going on, you're spinning around, it felt like he genuinely had no idea what Ted yeah. was talking about and where this came from, and just saying, like, if, if I did anything, I'm sorry. What I want to point out with this is Brian saying, no. He did not treat you fairly. Now, I think this got Brian a vote. I think it did too. I I think this wins Brian the game because, I mean, it's a 4-3 split. Yeah. I think this wins Brian's, wins Brian a vote, but I wouldn't want to win like this. Like, there, there are very few ways that I wouldn't want to win the game of Survivor. But we just got done talking not too long ago about season 39 and things that are bigger than the game. Yep. And in 2020, in 2019, for, for as long as I've been a competent adult human being, this is something that's bigger than the game. And if he did not say anything that would have been misconstrued yep. as like unfair racially, then you do not say that that has happened. Yeah, you don't want to tarnish someone's reputation unfairly. Absolutely. I think that's a huge no-no. But maybe there was something that Brian thought of. And that's where this just turns into this really big mix of Perry situation. Yep. And, you know, Brian could have just as easily said, not that I'm aware of. And Ted probably already had his mind made up. Sure. Yeah, it really depends on what the truth is, which we don't know. Which we don't know. It's just a lot of speculation. I guess as a consultant, I'll just say, hey, don't say anything racist. Don't be racist. Uh, that'll get you a long way. It's a, it's a good route to go. Yeah, be a decent human being. You like that that applies to everything, but you know, yeah. 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 Just be a good human. Just just be good people. So the last question I want to talk about cuz Jan is whatever. Uh, <laughs> classic. Helen is pissed because of the Brian betrayal mostly. But Brian, I think does a really good job and it explains that he thought Ted and Helen were plotting against him. And that's why he betrayed her. He was angry that she he thought she was going to flip on him. So he's like, I did it out of anger. I admit that. I'm sorry. And you should vote for me because, you know, we were so close to this whole game. I make one mistake regarding us. You should still vote for me. Man, that's a good answer. It's a good answer. That's, I think this is exactly what Helen needed to hear. Well, and, I mean, it, it doesn't even really seem like it. Helen was basically not even taking any answer from him. For a while. For, for a while. And, I, and it was very reluctant from her in the end. I don't think it's... Jeff had to step in. Yeah, I don't even think it's the one that she was looking for. It was more just whatever. Like, I'm going to vote for you either way type well, of I thing. I think put her in her place a little bit. It was like, I mean, even if she wasn't flipping on it, it certainly looked like she was. Mm -hmm. And you got to understand, if you're doing something shady, people are starting to think you're shady. It's Survivor. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think Helen is... Helen is unjustifiably angry, in my opinion. I think both her and Ted, being mad about being stabbed in the back for Brian... When and yeah, they weren't planning on turning on Brian, but they were acting shady, and they get kind of on their high horse. Like you should have known, you could have trusted me. You've known them for a month. Coming from the people who were conspiring against Clay, they Clay, were, they were conspiring who was my Clay. closest ally, who then would have turned into Brian after Clay's out, probably. So I mean, it seemed to me like you said sour grapes, sour grapes. I think they, she, they, she they were like mad about person. they were mad about moves they didn't make. Yes, they Brian beat them, and they're angry. Now, granted, eventually they vote for Brian, but they come across as a little bit like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. And so I, I didn't really love that from Helen and Ted. Like, Yo, you're, you're trying to stab people in the back, too. That's the game. Get over it. Now, they have other things they can be mad about, especially Ted. 
but I, I didn't love that look for them. Yeah. No, it was kind of uh, like Sue Hawk without like the uh, charming, endearing, yeah. like after effect of the whole thing. It was like, that was so over the top and uncalled for that I love it. Yeah. This one was just kind of like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Sit, sit down, please. And it's, it, it always just bugs me when like people, and, and we, we already went over the fact that she came in with a little bit of an open mind, but the, the fact that she just kept shutting him down yeah. over and over and over again, just don't like it. Good TV, not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, for Helen. Especially since we find out in the uh, reunion show that she regrets her vote. Yeah. Because Brian's going to win four to three. Uh, he's going to get the votes of the Sukjai, or the, the Chuigan three, Jan, Helen, and uh, Ted, as well as Jake. Whereas Clay gets Ken, Aaron, and Penny's. And Helen says she wishes she had voted for Clay. She, she regrets her vote. Okay, so Brian wins. So my question to you guys, did the right person win? Unfortunately, I think so. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I mean, this is the first time that I've felt like truly a villain won the game. Brian is the embodiment of the, the villainous guy, not likable, who somehow managed to weasel his way all the way to the end. This, this, this is what I imagine like a classic villain win might look like. I mean, I know Richard Hatch was widely considered to be the villain. But, He's not a villain compared to Brian. But no, Bri- Brian is the villain. When you have people coming back after they've watched the show saying, I regret my vote for you, congratulations. Brian is the greatest villain on Survivor to date, uh, like through five seasons. Um, yep. No, like no question. The most effective villain as well. Most effective villain because, I mean, he wins. Um, and, and he played a better game than anyone. He was almost never out of control. Yeah. It was, Ollivander says it best, Brian did great things. Terrible, but great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brian is the Voldemort of Survivor. I think that's... That is fair. That don't is say a, his name. <laughs> yeah, never. Don't say Brian Hardick. Um, don't ever say his name. The B, who, must who not should be, not be named. B, who should not be named. Uh, yes, just, be, just the B. Just the B. Ted, Ted knows. Ted knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I think physically he obviously outplayed Clay. Socially outplayed Clay. Strategically outplayed Clay across the board. Now, there was a little bit of debate socially because uh, some people did like Clay better. Mm-hmm. So that was like Brian's weakest spot. And it kind of unraveled a little bit as we got towards the end. But I think overall Brian uh, outclassed Clay on every level. Yeah. Uh, hands down the right winner. I don't feel great about it. He was my winner pick back in second grade, third grade, whatever grade I was in. It's your fault. And and more importantly, he was my pick yes. at the beginning of the season. And I got to be honest, I don't feel great about it. You know, nobody feels no nobody should feel great about this win. But I think you and I could feel the most great about it because we were right. It's like I'm I'm happy for a different reason. So I am one out of five. Hooray! So Derek and I were right from the beginning. Josh eventually got on board. Third third pick in third third time was the charm. <laughs> Um, Hooray. But here's one one thing I want to mention is Brian was called the lesser of two evils, but evil still won. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I don't I mean, know if he actually is. Well, and if we're looking at, like, Big uh, quality of human, he was the greater of two yeah, evils. He just pretended he wasn't a uh, rip. Um, it's but, just, he, like, like we said, he was wearing a mask the entire game. Like, it still came through as being the lesser of two evils. The mask was just good enough to do that. Our best Tribal Council performance of all time so far is Richard. Worst is Colby. Do you guys think that changes at all? Is anybody worse than Colby or better than Richard? 
I don't think so. I think both these people fall in between there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I thought Brian actually did pretty well, but he did have some bad answers. Sure. So I don't think you can push ahead of him. Sure. Yeah, ahead of Richard. Nobody gets unseated here. Colby still wins by saying, don't vote for me. And Richard still wins by being the first one to say, like, yeah, I was a snake. I did dirty things. I own up to it. This is a game. Don't take it personally. Yada, yada, yada. Like, the fact yeah. that people still use the Richard Hatch model in Final Tribal Council says it so yep. yeah nothing yet uh so we go to the reunion show and where jeff is hosting for the first time he has some good tough questions grindgate is horribly handled and very awkward much 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 different than it would have been yep. today uh compared to the the dance situation from last season uh at the reunion show the dance situation handled much better than grindgate was this season yeah because we even had gandia apologizing yeah again the audience laughing at points oh people no. clapping after it not good not good Bob. not not like a like yeah good job type of clap but like an enthusiastic like, laugh oh that was funny yeah oh not a it, good look it, it was not good i re- i just hope that that audience wasn't prompted i i, I don't know anyway so let's i don't know it's worse if they're prompted or not uh, it's a worse look on Survivor defi- if it's, it's prompted. Defi- yeah, it's definitely worse on society if they were unprompted, but it's definitely worse for Survivor if they were. It's bad either way. Uh, he's absolutely savage on Stephanie. Like, I don't know where he's like, man, wouldn't it be great if you were entertaining at all? Look how fun you were. <laughs> you had a great hush tape. Why did you suck so much? <laughs> it's like Jeff Damn finally it, Jeff. got to say these things. <laughs> Which... It's kind of fun. Jeff is a pretty good host here, I think, besides the Grindgate stuff. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's his... I mean, now... So this is our first reunion show with, with Jeff. Yeah. Um, I do miss Brian Gumble. Yeah. I mean, you, all good things must come to an end. Yeah. But, like, you, you kind of see Jeff outside of the game for essentially the first time. Yeah, he's kind um, of a talk show host. Yeah, because, I mean, he has to be um, a very neutral, like, bystander. Yes, he tries... He asks, like, tough questions to try to get answers out of people. But now that you're out of the game, he can just be super direct with it about... Yep if you're a crap player or if you're doing something stupid like he can ask literally anything now okay. so it's it's cool to see it is and then we get a really sad moment about tanya's dad dying while she was on the pre-jury trip yeah really emotional really sad yeah she was able to tell that story in between the coughing not to make light of that after a serious moment because still that sucks, sick but shut up poor tanya rough time that was, mm. that was just a really bad experience stick in the game stick in the reunion show her dad dies terrible so that's the end of Thailand. So let's get into the best player of the season. Who do you guys think was the best player of this season? Because uh, Brian. It, it sucks, but it's Brian. It's Brian. Ew. It, it really sucks, but Brian wrecked everybody. Yeah, I mean, and we, we kind of went over with, like, if he was the right person to win. Yeah. Um, Everything's it, been said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about worst player of the season? And, and then, and of course, we're just talking people who made it to the merge. Yeah, yep. made, it, made it to the merge. Of yep. the final eight, who is the worst player? Yeah, it's Jan. Yeah, I think you're right. I wrote down Jan, too. Look at us. Look at us. Look, who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Not me. Uh, uh, I can't know, wait that for that meme to be irrelevant in six months. <laughs> Jan, had a, Jan had a solid social game. One of the better ones of the season, I'd even say. But her strategic, game, her strategic game was borderline non-existent. Physical game was borderline non-existent. He's there. Yep. Uh, I think... God, I don't even know. Only Penny, I think, can be there, but that's just... And she was voted out for being... Trying too hard. Being too manipulative. At least she was trying. I think Ken is uh, another viable option, just because... Did he make it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did make it. He just didn't have much game. He was just also kind of there. 
seemed yeah. nice-ish, but you know he was too aggressive with people. So I think Kenny. But he w- but he was voted out for being too much of a physical threat. Yes. So at least he had something. Yes, and at least Jake was trying. Oh, so. Jake absolutely is not the worst player. Like I said, can't wait for Jake to play again. Oh, so let's move on to some Jeff watch. Derek, anything uh, updates on Jeff? You know, for this season, it's probably the first time where I felt like. I'm just watching a modern season of Survivor. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost, you know, outside of, like, handling of social issues, you know, a.k.a. Grind Gate, right? Right. Jeff has really come into his own. He didn't really feel too awkward. I think we said one thing about how in the final days, like the waning days of the competition, he becomes more, like, reverent, like, pay respect because everyone who lost their opportunity at a million dollars had to be sacrificed in order for you to have this moment. And he's kind of gotten away from all of yeah. that in... in modern seasons of Survivor, more modern. I don't know when that will end. Yeah, I can't honestly um, tell you. So let's uh, track that. He, he has come into his own as a host, and there's there's not much to say. And obviously, I thought that he did pretty well with the uh, reunion show, to say what Josh said. It's kind of like, hey, I was in this game the whole time. I had these questions. These things didn't make sense to me, and he could ask it. Mm-hmm. Jeff did fine as in terms of Jeff Watch, but the reunion show as a whole, it has not aged well, no. and people should, like know that a lot of victim blaming yeah it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable i, I mean i would i, I would agree that was, I, this is kind of where you start to see it kind of he's still he's still a little like soft-spoken but he's he's starting to, he's starting to get there he's yeah. not fully on board with kind of uh like trashing people like during challenges type yeah. of jeff we're not quite there yet no yeah and he's, he's not he's not fully formed <laughs> he's not yet reached his final form and the other thing is he kind of lets people dig their own holes he doesn't pry yeah. like modern jeff does like i'm excited to see him start to like poke every bear yeah because he's he's outside of the cage with an 11 foot pole and he's like i'll touch this with an 11 foot pole it's happen. like <laughs> i can do anything <laughs> okay how about the weather report what do you got for us so in the post merge we only had two days of rain so surprisingly enough season one still had more rain okay that sounds right then than this season but this one was very front heavy the uh the what, what is it monsoon season or yeah the, yeah so monsoon season really slowed down for the second half of this game so i'd say sukjai probably had a tough time but for chewy gun this is i think the easiest season of survivor so far oh because they just hung out in the cave yeah it's yeah. raining oh we'll go in the cave yeah like their water was kind of far away but like they didn't have to build the Darn. shelter they never they didn't have to sleep in like wet bedding like yeah. yeah this this is nothing compared to the bugs of uh marquesas um, Africa or Australia. Africa's water situation alone, but lions coming around the camp. Yeah, just and the heat. Yeah. And Australia just being a miserable time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, flood, the wet season. Floods. Okay, so Josh, you are our memory judge. Mm, yes. Um, you, you've you'd seen this season years ago. You watched three episodes with us. Now, going back, what is the most memorable moment of this season? So I think there's a couple finalists that pop into my head, and like I definitely like see them the second time around and be like, yeah, that's right, oh, I love that, or I remember that, unfortunately. And a couple of those were, like I mentioned in our first episode of this in the pre-merge, Crankgate, obviously, it's huge. Um, uh, But then I have two others, and they're the writing in the sand, because I I do remember that very, very well. It's a big, it's a bigger moment in the game. And then, funny enough, Rob, with two Bs, 
choking out clay <laughs> classic i think those would be my top three i, I will take any recommendations if you guys have them I'm probably uh, not getting taken out in the fake merge twist is probably my my most memorable one of the season mm. and the sounds of her eating the chicken throat <laughs> yeah yeah that that actually did that that actually sticks with me more than anything else that that i associate with her name basically sure. is is that so I, I will put that also in the in the finalist but what i want to remember most is uh ted getting super drunk yep and yeah. saying the body is drunk but the mind is clear and, uh, Helen, what Helen. i want what i remember most is jake just being a wonderful person ah yes of course ultimately just because it, it it's it's always the first thing it's always the first thing that you think of with this season it unfortunately has to be grind gate yep. um but i hope that we have enough other uh finalist memories uh to make it not all about that yeah there, there's other stuff here not a lot, but there is there's not a lot but hopefully there's enough for for you to not only recognize the season by that Okay, last thing, last piece of business is our season rankings. We're going to rank Season 5 Thailand. I'll go first. My current ranking was Borneo, Africa, Australia, Marquesas. So 1, 3, 2, 4. I'm going to keep going and put 5 Thailand at the bottom. Josh. Uh, Tell so me my order. Josh, yours is interesting. You've got it in order. 1, yes. 2, 3, 4. Yep, and I, I stand by that. I fully stand by that. Okay. Um, I, I think that is the correct order right now. Um, and you know what? We're going to keep on moving on with it and put number five at number five. <laughs> Derek, your current order is in first place is season two, the Australian Outback, and then one Borneo, three Africa, four more cases. Yep. So I have one and two flip-flopped and yep. then going in sequential order. Yep. Yeah. We're going to keep with that trend as well. Five is at the bottom. Yeah. I think it's not even close. Nope. It, it really isn't. I mean, four was boring and that's why it was at the bottom. This one just wasn't fun. Yeah. It, it was boring a lot of the time, and when it wasn't boring, it wasn't fun. Like, you, you find yourself looking at your phone. <laughs> yeah. Besides the Shein boot, none of these episodes are super memorable, not super fun. A few moments here and there, I do maintain that Shein episode is great. Yeah. Of course. But the rest of it's just kind of there. Bright and moments, but... Uh, it's, it's it's like hygiene factor. That's yeah. This season, very much the hygiene factor. If you've got good hygiene, nobody notices, and... But uh, if it stinks... It stinks. Everybody stinks. notices. So... When this episode, when this season's struggling along, nobody really notices, and when it's not, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. um, so that is season five, Thailand, which was interesting it to was go back to. It was Survivor. It was certainly something, you know, we had some stuff to talk about. Um, next, we have season six, the Amazon. Derek, what do you know about season six, the Amazon? I literally know one thing, and it's because it's meta-related, so just owning up entirely rob sestranino the big survivor podcaster writer big uh just survivor or sorry big reality television personality um i know he's on the season and i also know he does not win okay so those are the those are the two things that i know that's what Um, you think (laughs) wouldn't that be something um when i make my winner pick i'm going to be as unbiased as possible if if i believe genuinely after one episode that rob sestranino should be the winner pick then i will pick him but that is what I think I know for season six. I know nobody else. I didn't even know that it was the Amazon until they did their sneak peek in the reunion show for five, and I don't know anything that happens. You've never seen any of these people play. I know that. So, yeah, this will be interesting. This will be it's not too one. bad. Only one spoiler. Yeah, no, pretty good. Yeah, considering how involved I try to be, I also try to avoid past spoilers. Like, chugging along in Twitter and be like, oh, Survivor? Nope, skip. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Thanks for doing this, guys. This was fun. 
as uh, fun as it can be for Thailand. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed talking about it more than I did watching it. That's ah, for sure. I'd much rather just go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We don't need to revisit this Thailand again. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Castaway Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night.